your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Well, Liz Truss, she survived 45 days of her leadership of the Conservative Party. She's resigned as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, the shortest serving Prime Minister in UK history. And Professor Neil Robinson from the Department of Politics at the University of Limerick uh, is on the line. And uh, we also have Nick Rabbits, a journalist with the Limerick Leader. And we were chatting to him last about uh, queuing, a long queue it was too, uh, for the lying in state of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, he has applied for and has his Irish passport. Uh, he's a British um, citizen, or is it is it subject? I don't know what they call them. But uh, anyway, Nick, Nick is on the line. Um, uh, Nick, I, I honestly, I don't know whether you'd be laughing or crying this morning, Nick. You poor fella. Where do you start, Joe? Where do you start? Good morning. Good morning. Um, another seismic day in British politics. We've been saying it a lot for the last six years, but um, it's uh, another one. Uh, I thought uh, I thought I'd, I'd stop being shocked by uh, by what's going across the across the channel, but uh, no, uh, it still has the capacity to shock and surprise and. Um, Incredible that she 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 stayed in such a uh, you know for such a short period of time. But I mean, in a sense, the writing was on the wall when uh, the new Chancellor Jeremy Hunt tore up her economic policy to bits uh, in his statement last week. So I suppose it was a case of when rather than if. Uh, after that, is it true that she will still get one hundred and fifteen thousand pounds sterling a year for the yeah. rest of her life? It's lovely work if you can get it, Joe. I wouldn't mind the tilt myself at that job, wouldn't you? It's fantastic. Yeah, if the reports to believe them, there's no reason why the why 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 we shouldn't believe them. Yes, that's that's the case. Yeah. Um, now the British media is very mean, isn't it, Nick? <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. You might say that joke. Yeah, they are very partisan. Yeah, and um, uh, something I've I've been uh, I've been thinking about obviously Labour are 30 points clear in the polls at the moment but like between now and the next general election I'm sure the likes of the Sun and the Mail will be will spend a lot of their time a lot of their editorial pages monstering Keir Starmer warning of the um, the perils of a Labour government you know um, the burning fires of Babylon on the streets of London that's that's the sort of thing that we'll probably be expecting so I mean although you would imagine Labour will form the next British government you just can never be sure because the Tories, there's, there's a reason they're the most successful party in the Western democratic world, and that's because they are ruthless with their leaders. And they do, if, 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 if a leader's not being effective, then they will, you know, force them into resignation, lodge a motion of no confidence in them. They are brutal. But from their point of view, they argue that it gets results. They've been the predominant party in power in, in a way that Fianna Fáil were up until around 2010 in mm. this country. But I, they, they do great public tours, I've mentioned on the show before, of the, the House of Commons, and uh, you can get right down into you know what's called the voting lobbies where people split one side or the other. And it's all quite tight and with a lot of you know MPs going through and whatever. But the, it's, at the same time, these reports of shoving and shouting and roaring at each other and I mean it is just weird stuff it's sorry Dick, but this is supposed to be the mother of all parliaments it used to be the envy of the world and I mean I can't imagine what um, I can't imagine what um, uh, 
what the world must make of make of the United Kingdom now. I'm sure you can uh, you can give us a feel, Joe, as to as to how you've seen it. You know. Yeah, I, well, no, you have our sympathies, really, I suppose, Nick, that's <laughs> much as we can probably say. And, and likewise, Neil Robinson um, from the Department of Politics at the University of Limerick. I, I never thought that for both of you, living in Limerick would kind of be a safe haven. Um, <laughs> good, good morning, Neil. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. Uh, largely because I'm living in Limerick. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, I mean, since 2016, and okay, we we have to. I mean, there's there's a very long democratic history in the UK, and we can talk about you know conflict, and we can talk about tensions, and 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 more than tension between Ireland and the UK, and the UK and other countries. Over, but there's a long democratic history there. But in these five years since Brexit to this week, I, I, it it is hard to credit how tumultuous it's been, isn't it? It is hard. I mean, it's hard to credit what happens on a single day like Wednesday, let alone what's happened over the course of five years. Um, it, it has been a bonfire of the UK's reputation, uh, the reputation of its its political class, um, both its politicians uh, and its civil service, when you think of people like uh, Lord Frost. Um, and it's it's going to take a long, long time, if ever, uh, for Britain to recover from the reputational damage that it's suffered over the last uh, the last half decade. What do you expect, insofar as you can measure, is going to happen now over the next seven days? They've truncated the uh, leadership contest because they have to. Um, it, it seems clear that if they go to a general election now, they are, if not finished, they're going to be decimated at the polls. You'd assume, I mean, you'd assume even in England, even in their heartlands at this point, they're not going to be picking up the kind of votes that they would have in the previous election. And then they have to try and decide, do they bring Boris back? And despite the fact that we look at it and go, really? There may be a logic to bringing Boris back because in the end they want to get re-elected. Well, the logic for bringing Boris back is, yes, that, that uh, he is, as they keep repeating endlessly, a winner. Um, although, you know, he won against Jeremy Corbyn. And uh, as one of my favourite phrases has it, when a man kicks down a rotten door, some credit must go to the door. Um, <laughs> so, you know, sort of, uh, but, uh, yeah, what's going to happen? Well, nominations for... Uh, leader have to be done by Monday. And the, the big issue is, as you say, will Boris stand? Um, or will some of the people who have supported him in the past think to themselves that it's just going to be more chaos if he's the leader because so many people resigned from government under him uh, to push him out? How is he going to form an administration? Um, you know, will people resign the whip? Will that bring us to an election sooner rather than later? So there's a good chance, I think, that he won't make it, that um, his supporters will go for Penny Mordant, uh, and that you'll have a contest then probably between her and um, Rishi Sunak. Uh, and then whoever comes top of that, um, you know, sort of will probably want to uh, see the second place person um, uh, withdraw from the contest uh, and, um, uh, and come into government with them so that they can try and rule 
for the next two years to restore something of their reputation mm. so that they don't get annihilated. Uh, 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 but that's assuming logic, which is a big assumption right now. Right. And, I mean, the the ripping up of the Liz Truss plan was done, as you say, by Jeremy Hunt um, when he became Chancellor. And he says he's not going to stand. So does he think he might stay as Chancellor? Yes, that's his best bet. I mean, you remember that he did stand for leader in the last... Um, the last... The last election um and five minutes ago eight, he came eight out of eight so you know sort of his chance of garnering support is is small his best bet of political prominence is to is uh, to remain as and, and just looking from an irish perspective do you think if they can get their act together that they will want to um you know put put a nail in the whole brexit thing the whole eu thing they'll want to do some kind of deal on the northern protocol they want to get on with doing a uk us trade deal which is dependent on that and start to look competent again yes I mean, you know, sort of. I, I think you know, kind of. It was signs of that came uh, under trust that you know people who had been hard line on Brexit, um, you know, sort of suddenly softened. Uh, and the reason is, is that they really do need to get this out of the way um, because the economy is in such a rank state. Uh, their trade with the European Union has declined so significantly. Uh, that they they really need to, to to put something in place so that they can they can have some good news. Right. Uh, so well, that's to Ireland's advantage, if nothing else. Is. Okay. Okay. Well, listen. Um, both of you might stand by your phones. We might need you again in about twenty minutes, depending on what happens. Uh, but we absolutely appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much, Professor Neil Robinson from the Department of Politics at the University of Limerick, and Nick Rabbits of uh, the Limerick Leader. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.